Okay, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for Charles Schwab Challenge Week at the historic Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Will Doctor, alongside James Ledbetter. Nice to have you aboard as we give you the latest as far as PGA Tour handicapping is concerned. Led, we have to start with JT winning his second Wanamaker Trophy last week at the PGA and what was uh, a finish filled with so many different emotions. Heartbreak for PGA Tour rookie Mito Pereira as he squandered his lead on the 72nd hole with that tee shot in the creek. And it was a sense of relief and joy for uh, Justin Thomas as he won his first event since the 2021 players in his second career major. Led, your thoughts, my friend. Yeah, we didn't think we were going to get a, you know exciting final round. Uh, Justin Thomas starting seven shots back there, but uh, it was nice to CJT finally get it done. You know, it'd been a while since his last win. I know it wasn't like the full-blown Rory drought, but he hadn't, um, at least from a major uh, championship standpoint, hadn't won in, what was it, five years since 2017. And even a regular PGA Tour event, he hadn't won in, you know, almost a year and a half, I'd say, with the the Players' Championship. So, Doc, I think, you know, what we're starting to see, especially with these, uh, you know, there were some... PG, not P, or obviously PJ Tour rookies with Mito, but guys who hadn't won a lot in the past. Like if you can just kind of post on a Sunday, and then uh, you know let the the chips fall. As you know, yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Sorry, who was who else? Yeah, was uh, well, be, Mito? yeah, beat Zal Torres in the playoff. Had Cameron Young around there. Basically, uh, everyone ahead of JT to start the day was relatively inexperienced as far as really winning in general on the PGA tour, even Zal doesn't have a win yet. Yeah. And just from the standpoint, like I was looking at the leaderboard, even someone like a camera young, it seems like <laughs> coming down the stretch, that guy on the back nine had to miss, I don't know, uh, five, six birdie putts inside 20 feet. So he really should have kind of been in there as well. So um, yeah, you know, for someone like uh Mito Pereira, I mean, that's got to be the toughest, uh, toughest feeling there is in golf. You know, uh, there were some a little. Some people were questioning potentially the club selection on on the final hole there. I don't mind the driver because if you hit through it off the tee, you're going to have to hit, you know, a foreign into that tough green. So, totally agree. It was on that second tier in the back. There's no way you could come in there with a long iron hold it. Ex- yeah, exactly. So. Um, for someone like me, so even the fact that, yes, you know, Amanda's like, you're going to win again. You're, you know, the <laughs> Amanda Viola saying right. that, but you know, even great players, they only really get single digit opportunities to win, win yeah. a major in their career. So the fact that he didn't take advantage of it, I mean, that is, uh, it's tough, you know, you'd hope to see him win with how talented he is, uh, you know, Joe, you had Joaquin Neiman sitting there on 18 green with his head in his hands. And that was really the only reaction. I probably the reaction everybody had watching it happen. It's kind of, uh, you know, obviously a tough scene from a betting standpoint. Uh, I had a decent week. I had Patrick Reed over Cameron champ at minus one Oh three. I had Taylor Gooch top 20 at plus 500 tiger to make the cut came to, uh, you know, at minus minus one fifteen. came to fruition a little bit and we talked about it. It doesn't really matter how he plays on Saturday, Sunday. He didn't even play Sunday in that bet, so cash, which was nice. But yeah, not too bad. A positive week. How about yourself, Doc? Yeah, Tiger shooting a couple under on uh, on Friday to make the cut. That was feel good. Uh, 
You know, I hit the JT winning number at 16 to one. Actually, other than that, it was a pretty horrendous week. Um, I mean, I hit the Robert McIntyre over Poulter uh, ticket early, Max Homa um, over Kokrak at minus 120 cash. But other than that, you know, Billy Ho go down to Louis Oost isn't Billy Horschel still, um, you know, has never shown up at a major. Keegan over Answer, you know, Abe had a great week uh, pretty much for the first time this year. Uh, and then Lowry over Zhao, unfortunately lost because Zhao was in that playoff. Lowry didn't have a bad week by any means. But, uh, uh, yeah, as far as the matchups, you know, uh, hit two, lost three. Uh, the picks to place, Mito Pereira, top 40, plus 130. That was nice. Uh, we saw him coming. Uh, so other than that, you know, lost to, lost to speed top 10 best bet. Jordan did not have the week we thought led. We thought yeah. he was going to have. Man. Um, the the golf course though in general is you know let's get a PGA back there the next five years or so it seems like it was uh, it was awesome the way it played and uh, yeah I mean you know without that redo uh, that creek was not there that that ran through the golf course in 2007 that creek that Mito hit in on 18 uh, was not there it uh, wasn't as well it was there right before the redo yeah right 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 yeah. Right. But five under winning score is that's my favorite that, kind of major. That's my favorite kind of major. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we now go into uh, Colonial, uh, another course that I'm very familiar with uh, as I played Colonial, you know, every Wednesday in, in school at Texas Wesleyan. And, and this is another Perry Maxwell design like Southern Hills, except uh, there's been multiple redos. Ben Hogan, Keith Foster in 2008, uh, who redesigned Greenbrier. Uh, but, uh, funny enough, you know, so Keith Maxwell had the last redesign led yeah, in 2019. He was sentenced to a year in prison over smuggling and selling items from endangered species. So this is the guy that I want redoing my golf course, you know, any day of the week. I mean, you got to look up this story. It's so bizarre, but wait, so Perry Maxwell was the original designer. Keith Maxwell was like his grandson. Or something? Keith Foster in 2008. He was just brought in to do some, some touch-ups. Oh, 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 oh. Um, and that guy was, was sentenced to a year in prison back in 2019 for, for smuggling and selling endangered species. Wow. Species. Love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I need that to be. Uh, that's yeah, what. Dwarf. That's what Tiger's nickname for Jordan is now. Speethy. Speether. Speether. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, he'll Speether. make a name. It's like one that's syllable, pr- and just make it into a three-syllable nickname. It's like Tiger. It's not really how that works in terms. Yeah, of that's it. It's so brutal. It's so um, brutal. Yeah, but yeah, we're heading back to Fort Worth for the final event of the uh, in Texas of the PJ Tour, the Charles Schwab Ch- Challenge. Um, Doc, we talked about this earlier. Not a great name. I'm taking uh, Crown Plaza Invitational over Charles Schwab Challenge. Charles Schwab Challenge just sounds like a Champions Tour event. Let's be serious. Um, Yeah, it's uh, without a sponsor. I was telling you this before we started recording. Without a sponsor, it'd be the Colonial National Invitation. mm -hmm. And I I don't, I I don't, uh, I can't think of a better name than that. Charles Schwab, yes, completely ruins it. And Doc, I was looking at some fun facts about the tournament. Um, yeah, they're going to be getting a tartan jacket when they win. I noticed that this is one of the longest uh, running tour events. I think it is the longest non-major tour stop. Uh, so they 
started the tartan jacket and then Harbor Town jumped in the mix with their own tartan jacket, it seems like. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. It was founded 76 years ago, 1946. They, they had the tartan jacket uh, before the RBC, but, uh, you know, Hilton had that area. They tend to steal a lot of things from the, uh, from the, from the Texas area. And, Doc, one more thing I saw. They have this thing called Champion's Choice which lets last year's winner get two guys, uh, like gets two spots to choose who he wants to play in the field. The, for um, the next year? That's what I saw online. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I don't know how accurate PJ Tour is, but, uh, yeah, pjtour.com had a little article. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, then that's correct. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm surprised Brooks isn't playing so he can get Chase's exactly. spot. That's exactly get, what I was thinking about. I, I think his spot, potentially. <laughs> yeah, he had a brutal week. And, uh, well, you know, I rallied around to make the cut last week. But, yeah, they um, – that's – that has to be the – this has to be the only tour, tour event that that happens. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder who Kokrak picked for this year. Interesting. Well, I saw what? there was, like – I don't know if they get the choice, but it's called champion's choice. So they should get the choice. But I saw there was like, uh, you know, we had Tyler Serfaci and James Pyatt. And so uh, I don't think Serfaci would have got in without something, some no. sort of, you know, pick like that. But yeah, the field is solid. We've got guys like JT in the field for now. Uh, he's still in the field uh, at Wednesday morning here. So yeah, I think, you know, the way he's kind of been, you know, acting. We'll we'll get into more with him with the favorites. Um, Jordan Speed, Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, um, and Bryson DeChambeau is he has withdrawn. Yes. So, I mean, we just need to get like a button for that because it's getting old saying that. Um, so yeah, six of the top ten players in the world are playing. Getting into the golf course, Doc. We are playing Colonial Country Club. I haven't played it, but yeah sounds like you've gotten a couple of reps out there so you'll be able to fill us in on some things um it's a 7,209 yard par 70 like we talked about earlier designed by perry maxwell same course designer that designed southern hills last week super tree line you know this course puts a premium on working the ball uh working the golf ball and accuracy guys have tried to overpower the golf course in the past and have failed miserably you're not really hitting a ton of drivers. It's almost like that a course that dictates what club you're hitting off to the tee. Um, we do have smaller greens than usual, so you're going to be need you're going to need to be playing from the fairway. As mentioned earlier, it's a par 70, so only dealing with uh, two par fives this week. Course gets off to a pretty easy start with a reachable par five, and then it's hold on for dear life as you hit the famed horrible horseshoe, which is a three hole stretch that goes long par four, long par three, long par four. You know, if you can go even par on that stretch or even a couple over, you're going to be picking up shots on the field. Um, but for the most part, the course holds its own. You know, we rarely see guys go low here. I think they hit 20 under one time in the last 10 years. Former champions of this event include Jason Kokrak, Daniel Berger, Kevin Na, Justin Rose, Kevin Kisner, Chris Kirk in back-to-back years. Doug, something uh, that's pretty pure that they do here, you get like a little plaque. Uh, next to the tee box, correct? When you win this event? Yes. Yes. Total class, total class. Um, you know, I was looking at the, the 2020 year burger beat, uh, beat more in a playoff. And um, as for last year's co-crack over speed, but what a ball strikers golf course. I mean, I, you know, it, it's, I would say that the first shot matters more than second shot here uh, with the rough being the way it is. We talked about how, uh, you know, it's very similar to the rough at, 
at uh, at Southern Hills where it's not that high, uh, but the ball sits down in it and it's very unpredictable into greens that are extremely small, uh, much like Pebble Beach. So um, I, I would say, you know, strokes gained off the tee. Um, obviously, you want good approach numbers, but I'm, I'm really looking for for consistent drivers of the golf ball this week, because like you said, by no means do you have to overpower it. Yeah. So the winning score has fallen between 10 and 15 under every time, but once for the past seven years. So the pretty co- consistent course setup um, because of the demanding de- design, there are certain guys that have done well here in the past consistent, consistently uh, none better than Jordan speed who I think is like nine for nine and cuts made and has finished like top 15, like eight out of nine yeah. times, something like that. Um, kind of has some uh, Harbor Town vibes to it in the sense that you either love it or you hate it. Course history, of course, we'll look at um, five of the last seven winners posted a top 10 within three years before they won. Um, but yeah, Doc, like you said, we need guys to hit fairways, not necessarily long off the tee. Um, one thing I noticed, it, it is the second hardest course on tour to gain strokes off the tee. Um, because the course kind of forces everyone to hit it the same spots. So you're not going to have guys bryson in at four yards past other guys and being able to pick up, you know, potentially a half a shot or a quarter of a shot with just a tee shot alone. Um, it's extremely, for- it's extremely tree line too, with these huge pecan trees that kind of settle over the fairway. Ben Hogan used to say that it was one of his favorite courses to play at a later age because there was always shade with, with how much the trees kind of dive over the fairway. So I feel like in that sense, um, it definitely, you know, has that relationship to Harbor town. Uh, once you get up close to the greens though, um, the rough, you know, it's, I, I looked at this when looking at, at, uh, at Hovland this week and kind of deciding what I'm going to do with him as far as, um, his struggling short game numbers are concerned and, and just taking him this week. And uh, I can't because it, there is no easy up and down around colonial. It had, once again, that rough from the fairway kind of creeps up to the, around the greens and um, it's, it's, there's no easy up and down whatsoever. Yeah. And then last thing, the, uh, the putting surfaces are bent this week. So we'll look at guys that are gaining strokes on that surface and then docks and course comps. I've seen our Sedgefield, Wiley, Harbortown, and maybe even tossing in a, uh, a sorry, Copperhead. Uh, in yeah. Sprint, uh, we've seen just from the, the general field of the golf course. But, yeah, we might as well let's just get right into those favorites. Yeah, I'll start with uh, Scotty Scheffler at uh, plus 950. And Scheffler comes into the week missing a cut at the PGA Championship. Uh, didn't have a great week at Southern Hills with the driver nor the putter, and he's he arrives um, out of place in Colonial, where he's finished no better than fifty third um, in his past and over the past two years. I'm off Scheffler this week. I don't I don't love his number as the favorite based off the putting performance uh, we've seen from Scotty over the last two weeks. I will say if if Scotty has a matchup over Justin Thomas at a good price, if Justin Thomas stays in the field. That could be something I look into, um, you know, JT's whoop numbers led. They're going to be, they, he's going to struggle to catch up on the whoop numbers after the big win for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Thomas at 12 to one for our next guy. Uh, congrats on the win JT, but at 12 to one, no thanks. JT has made 15 consecutive cuts on the PJ tour, eight top tens in his last 11 starts. 
In his last five starts, JT is picking up almost seven strokes tee to green per event and over two strokes on average with the putter. Um, Doc, I do see like the floodgates maybe starting to open a little bit for JT, you know, off a win at the PGA. It's kind of, you know, golf is a game of runs. And obviously uh, the way he's thinking mentally, this is the start of his run. Um, I could certainly see some potential for that. Certainly with the putting coming around, you know, gaining over five shots on the greens last week. But I think we're just buying too late on him. Uh, You know, all these top dogs, I'd rather – you know, play them in the higher teens and at 12 to one, I don't think there's uh, that much value there, especially coming off a win kind of short week scenario. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And I, I'd also like to see him go out and win a golf tournament, um, you know, rather than win off the product of someone completely collapsing on 18. I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable taking it 12 to one then, but um, yeah, nothing on JT for me this week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if him and Mito withdraw, well, it's Wednesday morning, 8, 11 central. Um, could get more news on that at noon. We'll keep you updated on the Twitters. But on to Jordan Spieth at 14 to 1. Uh, it, it was interesting to see Jordan get around um, Southern Hills last week en route to 34th, a 34th place finish. It was um, another great week for him as far as the ball striking was concerned. And uh, if it wasn't for struggles with the putter, uh, he would have found himself in the top 10 at the end of the week. And that's kind of been the theme uh, for Jordan on occasion this year. He hit the ball great at Valero, uh, but finished 35th after losing seven shots to the field in the greens, didn't puck great at, at RBC and struck his way to a victory. I, you know, I wouldn't say it's something to be overly concerned about. We know Spieth is a great putter all in all, but let, I, I think it's interesting um, uh, about the year it, it's interesting to think about the year he could be having, um, you know, if, if we're seeing him putt uh, like he was in, you know, or really the past, his entire professional career, you know, the last couple of years, it's been the ball striking. Uh, now that's kind of taken care of it and the putter's struggling a bit. Yeah. The short irons are there, uh, which we like to see coming in the major, but yeah, we're not used to, I've seen, you know, I saw his, I saw some stats, uh, couple weeks ago and it's kind of like his putter just takes a year vacation every other year right he's like top 10 and then he's outside the top 100 yeah. and then he's top 10 again and then he's outside the top 100 um in terms of this week i mean no one really has a better track record than yeah. him but the books know that right <laughs> so yeah. um you know i think there could be more potential value you know maybe in a different event or maybe uh, on a course that doesn't look like it sets up so well for him or Maybe even a British Open coming up, right? Yeah, <laughs> something like Saint that. Andrews, I like it. Yeah, no, uh, Speether is that that's Tiger's new nickname Spether. for him? Yeah, Speether. Um, I'll definitely have a Speether top ten ticket at plus one forty this week. Uh, I'm not going to touch his winning number. I don't think he wins a tournament. We'll talk about that a little later. But um, yeah, it's going to be Speeth top ten at at uh, plus one forty on on DraftKings or pass for me. Okay. And moving into our next guy, Colin Morikawa, 17 to 1. The ball striking is there. He's gaining over 17 shots T to green in his last three starts. The putting is awful right now. He's lost over two and a half strokes putting in his in three straight events. Doc, I saw a put on the weekend at the PGA. It was like a 10-footer, uh, like down the hill, right to left or he missed, he left it short and missed it like a foot low. Uh, so 
definitely the putter is a concern, but you know, just like JT, Colin is a guy that if he putts well, he can win any week. Yes, he's coming in putting terrible. He's lost strokes on the greens four weeks in a row. At some point, this should should turn around. Fun fact: uh, in Colin's PGA Tour career, he's never lost strokes on the greens five weeks in a row. Right, so at some point, he you'd think wow. he would have a mediocre putting week, right? And the way he hits the ball, he's he's normally right in there, right in there. Um, you know, if he does gain strokes on the putting green this week, the way he strikes the ball, it should pretty much be auto top 10. So I don't mind that top 10 number. Um, his last two starts here are 14th uh, in 2021 and a runner up finish in 2020. Uh, so he has the course history. I'm going to do some shopping to see if I can find Colin at a decent number. I've seen him like 10 to one in some spots. Definitely don't, uh, look at that especially the way he's putting but you know if you can do a little bit of shopping and maybe find him in the in the mid teens or you know potentially uh you know i don't mind 17 to 1 ticket on morikawa that's mostly gone now but uh yeah i i, I think you could have a decent a decent week i don't mind him anchoring a DraftKings lineup potentially either um so that could uh but yeah unless you're finding him at the number that he originally started at which was like at 17 i don't there's no point in playing him at, you know, 11 to one or 10 to one uh, when the guy's just trying to two putt for five feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm off calling this week, although, you know, he's, uh, you know, especially his numbers off the tee. It, it seems like, um, you know, that that'd be a, a good pick uh, for this week, but it, you know, like Hovland, um, you know, I, the short game numbers are, are pretty shocking and, you know, missing, you know, two, three greens around here. Uh, it's, I, I, there is no easy up and down around colonial. And I yeah. think that that scares me. I mean, moving into Victor Hovland in 81, that scares me with Victor. Uh, he, he has had uh, some good results here. 23rd in 2020 while putting just above average and, uh, I actually played a couple college events here that the Nike intercollegiate switches between colonial and Eugene country club every other year. What a, what a pure back and forth there. Yeah. What a pure back and forth, but Victor, I, I would say, you know, T the green, a great option once again, but it, you know, if he has one or two bad ball striking days, um, and is forced to grind it out a little bit, um, I don't think I don't think it's going to hold up. So I'm passing on uh, on Victor Hovland uh, at 18 to one. His main matchup is going to be against Zalatoris. Um, I'm passing on that as well. I think I think Willie Z, who Led's about to talk about, is probably in, in for a, a pretty good week here at Colonial. Yeah, Doc. Uh, Victor Hovland is my new Cam Smith. I'm, he's just auto fade until he gets a chipping back. Yeah, on track. yeah. Uh, it's brutal, and I think it's it's a lot more uncomfortable to watch than Morikawa. I mean, Morikawa, I think, you know, I've, I've seen good chipping weeks from Morikawa and then he just, you know, misses a five footer or, you know, miss, you know, yeah. can't make anything inside 10 feet with Victor. Uh, he steps over a wedge and, you know, you start sweating a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's bad chipping, right. Uh, and then there's like what Hovland, like Hovland's like, I'm pretty sure he's like a quarter of a shot worse than the worst guy. Yeah. Right? So it's like not even close in terms of in terms of that aspect. Um, our next guy, Will Zalatoris at 21 to one. Zalatoris is interesting at that number. I think and definitely worth a look. 
This man has not lost strokes to the green in an event since July of last year. In fact, he has lost uh, he has lost strokes to the green with his irons over the last 12 months two times, and once was actually at this event. Uh, he lost five and a half strokes approach last year uh tita green and still made the cut which was uh pretty impressive for this being you know doc like you talked about pretty tough up and down golf course yeah he actually gained five and a half, five strokes around the greens last year so he's got the uh the floppers out of the rough figured out obviously um i don't think we can take his out at 21 to 1 especially when he was you know 33 to 1 uh heading into last week that's another buying too late scenario um, the way he's putting and striking the ball, he could be certainly uh, worth a look and a pick to place or a matchup. Doc, sometimes these guys get on these runs, uh, you know, six that masters and uh, obviously runner up at the PGA. Uh, I look for him to have a good week, but uh, at 21 to one, uh, you know, you're getting him at, you know, borderline half the value you would have got him a week ago. So that's tough to play. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit, a little bit more about, uh Zalatoris later on but I feel like out of the ball strikers we've just talked about the you know these are three unbelievable ball strikers Morikawa, Havla, and Zalatoris um if you had to take one of those three I'm taking Zalatoris I, I think he's in the mix come Sunday although um I don't forecast he wins I think he's in the mix I think he's in the mix come Sunday on to Max Homa at uh, 24 to 1 um, and, and I'll say this out of the gate for, for Homa. I love Homa's one, uh, plus 120 top 20 number this week at, uh, at Colonial. I listened, um, uh, he was on a podcast Sunday evening and he talked about having the monkey off his back, uh, after finally having a good finish at a major championship, he finished 13th, at the PGA and his previous best finish was tied for 40th at the 2021 open. So a big step in the right direction for Homa last week. Uh, I love his top 20 number, like I said, at plus 120. Uh, he's top 20 on tour in both driving uh, and approach this year, has had a really nice run over the last few weeks. So I think that's going to translate well into uh, Colonial, at, at Colonial, sorry. Yeah, Homa is on the rise for sure. Did you have any plays on him or you, this week? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take him at top 20, uh, plus 120. I didn't have him. Yeah, I had home over Coke Rack at minus 120 last week for the PGA. Yeah, yeah, he's rolling. He's rolling. Nice. And moving to our next guy, Sam Burns at 26 to 1. Sam Burns has missed two of his last four cuts, but has a win in a top 20 at last week's PGA sprinkled in there. Um, this is a guy who's done most of his damage with the irons and putter over the last couple of weeks, picking up almost three shots approach and four shots putting per event in his last five starts. Um, Sam has not played in this event since 2019, but finished 31st in that start. Um, Doc, the putting Sam Burns picking up, uh, you know, more than four strokes on the greens in four of his last five starts. If Sam Burns is putting well, you know, mixed with his ball striking, which, you know, obviously he's one of the longest guys out there and, uh, and is really good with those irons. If he's gaining, I mean, if he gains four strokes this week, there's, I would be shocked if he's, you know, not in the last couple groups there on Sunday. So uh, what did I originally read? 26 to one. I've seen him 30 to one on DraftKings, And I think that's uh, that's an absolute must bet uh, in terms of an outright. Uh, I've even seen him. He's been fluctuating a lot this week, but I, I think 
do some shopping on him. I've saw I've seen some thirty-five to one numbers. I I saw thirty to one on DraftKings, which I don't mind. I just I like that way more than a a twelve to one. You know, with a with a Jordan Spieth or a you know or a, even a um, a seventeen one with more Kawa. I think Burns at thirty to one. He's a guy who has shown he can win on tour. Already has two wins this season. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he added a third. Yeah, this uh, this seems like a a good a good place for for Burns to do some damage. You know, like we said, and to open the pod, there's some resemblance in the Copperhead course at Innisbrook where he won uh, to here. Since then, hasn't been hitting the ball off the tee that well. But um, no, I, I think he's a he's a solid look this week, especially at twenty six to one. Uh, we move into our matchups uh, led. I'll start it off here with Davis Riley over Maverick McNeely at plus 100 at bet online. Uh, really great ticket here to start because uh, this one could definitely be over Friday when Davis Riley's in contention and uh, Maverick McNeely is packing his bags back to shadow Creek in Vegas to watch uh, Daniel Kang play the bank of hope match play uh, at the moment. Maverick McNeely's numbers don't quite match up with colonial because he ranks outside 80th in strokes gain driving uh, and approach over his last three events. I will give him this. He's only missed one cut this year, um, has putted extremely well. But the fact of the matter is it's going to be a huge week for Davis Riley in Fort Worth. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit more today later on. For now, let's just start with his, his last three events, fifth in Mexico, uh, T9 at the Byron and 13th at the PGA last week and what was – uh, the first major championship he had ever made the cut in. So uh, some good mojo rolling into this week. You know, Riley's first in the field in strokes gain total uh, and fourth in putting with a three-event sample size. So uh, this will be my first ticket uh, on Riley this week. It's going to be Davis Riley over Ma- Maverick McNeely plus 100 at Bet Online. And I'll fire off both my head-to-heads right now. For my first one, I'm going to take – Will Zalatoris over Victor Hovland plus 100. That's on DraftKings. I'm going to go into that further for my best bet. But uh, for my next head-to-head, I'm going to be taking Daniel Berger over Sung J.M. plus 110. Daniel Berger finished 20th last year. He won this event in 2020. As you guys remember, that was the first event back from COVID. Um, Besides missing the cut last week at the PGA, there isn't really much to nitpick with Daniel Berger's game. Um, yes, we've had some injury concerns earlier on in the year, but I think he's fully healthy now and ready to go. Um, he's the number one iron player in the field in his last 50 rounds. And that's what you're asked to, to do at colonial. Um, meanwhile, Sung Jay hasn't played an event in over a month and had to miss last week because of COVID. Uh, Sung Jay has made the cut one time in his last three starts at colonial. So course history certainly leans burger. Uh, to me, this course isn't great for Sung Jay doc just because it's got a little bit, I know you talked about the importance on driving the golf ball, but from the standpoint is uh, Sung Jay, what he does best is drive the golf ball, but I think it's neutralized a bit, you know, similar to a Harvard town or a Wiley in the sense that you're not going to be hitting driver on every hole, you know, it's going to be out of the bag potentially four or five times around. Um, but, you know, the main thing I'm looking at between these two guys is just the price, uh, you know, at plus one ten. I think that's extremely juicy for a guy like Berger who has the stats in the course history leaning his way in this matchup. And we've seen some, you know, whether it be golfers or just athletes struggle post COVID to kind of get their game back on track. So I think 
Uh, Sung JM is a little bit of a question mark coming in here. Hasn't played a, hasn't played, you know, a PJ tour event over a month um, versus a guy like uh, Daniel Berger, you know, has been playing a lot better as of late. Yeah. A guy like Berger certainly has the stats to back at a course like colonial. So for my, Second head-to-head, I'm going to be taking Daniel Berger over Sungjae Im at plus 110 on DraftKings. Okay, and I have one more matchup uh, for you, guy I'm targeting this week a lot. It's going to be Tony Finau over Kevin Na at plus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So after a, a relatively rough start to the season, Tony Finau is, has turned it around over the last five starts. Uh, he's turned the putting around, now rolling it. Uh, around tour average instead of losing a bunch of shots in the greens like we saw earlier in the season um, and had a really solid week at the PGA besides shooting uh, four over in the third round, which resulted in him finishing 30th. But as far as this week is concerned at Colonial for Finau, he's had some really solid finishes uh, over the years here. Uh, you know, a second place finish at uh, in 2019 and 20th uh, last year. Uh, as for the overpriced Kevin Na, who is a former winner at Colonial, he ranks 109th off the tee uh, over the last three events on tour and is really going to have a tough time this week if he uh, if he continues to drive it that poorly, uh, which we're hoping he does. Uh, so my second matchup is going to be Tony Finau over Kevin Na plus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Love it. And let's move into those picks to place. Uh, I'll start it off with Brandon Wu, top 20, plus 700 on DraftKings. Brandon Wu has made the cut in five of his last six events. Uh, just the fact that that's that coming in there. I mean, you if he keeps that trend going, he's going to be there for the weekend. And at, uh, you know, seven to one, I think that's a lot of value there. He's gained over four strokes putting in three of his last four starts. Um including those starts are a second at the Mexican open and a third at the Puerto Rico open doc with those high finishes, you assume his card is pretty much locked up for next season. So he can really start freewheeling it now. Um, I think that's a, you know, a lot of these, whether it's a PJ tour rookie, it's kind of like, okay, you're getting your feet wet in your first couple events. And, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking to move up from the corn Ferry tour. Now you got crowds and all this stuff going on, but the fact that he can, um, I'm not saying, okay, he's going to start, you know, go out there and just start firing at pins because he's not worried about missing the cut, but he's definitely, you know, with those couple results shown that he belongs out here. And I think, you know, for the most part, um, he can, like I said, just free it up and uh, try to go win a golf tournament. Uh, He also has a 33rd at Valsparo dock, which you talked about as a little bit of a course comp um, when we were doing our prep. Uh, you know, this guy's price has fluctuated a lot, but at plus 700, I think it's definitely worth a stab this week at Colonial, especially the way he's putting. So for my first pick to pay place, it's going to be Brandon Wu, top 20, plus 700. Okay, my first um, pick to place this week. I have three this week, lad. I have three picks to place. Uh, it's going to be Max Homa, top 20, at plus 120 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And I talked about Homa uh, a bit in the favorites. And... Uh, the momentum he's going to carry from the 13th place finish to PGA, um, you know, is, is monumental. And, and what does Colonial require of a player? A lot of fairways and precise iron play into small greens. And over the last 12 rounds, Max Homa leads the tour in driving um, and, and is third in approach 
on the PGA tour. Uh, and you couple that with his amazing putting. And I, you know, I think we get a really strong week uh, for Max Homa at Colonial. So my first one's going to be uh, Max Homa top 20 plus 120 um, on DraftKings. Uh, my second uh, pick to place this week is going to be Webb Simpson top 20 plus 160 on DraftKings Sportsbook, buying low on Webb Simpson as he finally found his groove at the PGA for the first time since late November, finished 20th at Southern Hills, uh, thanks to being fully recovered from that back injury, and he switched to uh, a more forgiving uh, Titleist T100 iron from a traditional blade that Webb has used uh, forever. I like that switch as Webb gets older, you know, get a little little more forgiveness. Yeah, and with the putter, he looks solid. I saw uh, they flashed to him a couple times uh, on the weekend, and uh, yeah, the ten footer arm lock was pretty much automatic. It now, like. is he doing reverse claw arm lock? I believe he's stock claw arm lock. But uh, when that thing starts heating up, the field better watch out because that guy does not miss. Incredible, incredible. We'll keep, we'll keep an eye on that. So many different, so many different grips now, bud. Yes. E- everyone has the yips, you know, yep. everyone has the yips, but, um, you know, Webb had, you know, he had back to back top five finishes at colonial, uh, in 2016 and 2017, uh, hasn't had much luck here since, but I think Webb is trending in the right direction. Um, as we're about 50% of the way through the PGA tour season and, uh, he hasn't been much of a factor because of injury. I think, uh, I think he heats up, uh, well, I had a great finish last week. I think he continues it this week. So, uh, my second pick to place tickets going to be Webb Simpson, uh, top 20 plus 160 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. For my other pick to place this week, Doc, I'm going to name some guys. Okay. Bubba Watson, Luke List, Christian Vazudenhoit, Stuart Sink. Maverick McNeely, Matt Kuchar, Ian Poulter, Johnny Vegas are all wor- are all ranked worse than Richard Bland. Richard Bland top 20 I found yesterday. Um, and I have seen it's been fluctuating all over. So it might be you might have to go to those like reserve books you have, those ones you haven't logged into for a while. You might need to send a find my password email to maybe potentially get the number that we're looking for here. This number, I believe, got to you know 15 to 1 or 14 to 1 for a Richard Bland top 20 on DraftKings. It's now been bet down to like plus 500 in some areas. Um, but if you are a guy, you know, we have some listeners that do some price shopping, which you need to be doing if you want to be making money for the most part. But do some shopping on a Richard Bland top 20. I don't mind taking this at you know anything you know, uh, better than seven to one, eight to one. Um, like I said, I've seen it at 10 to one in some spots yesterday. Um, but yeah, Richard Bland top 20. I absolutely love this week. Um, Richard Bland did miss the cut of the PGA, but that setup probably wasn't best for his game. Um, both of here's Richard Bland's last two PGA tour starts. Ready? Um, top 10 at Austin for the, for the match play which I've actually seen as a little bit of a course comp, uh, obviously being in Texas. And the other, the other one was uh, a 29th place finish at Valero. So the guy has played well in Texas. There's absolutely no reason that the 60th best golfer in the world is uh, 10 to one in some spots to top 20 this week, the way he plays, right. He's 
believe he's 40, you know, he's almost ready for champions tour. This guy. And, yeah. uh, he, he was, uh, when he was on the European tour, he was like he's 49, oldest, 49. Right. So when he's on the European tour, he was the oldest European tour player to get his first win, I believe. Uh, to finally break through there. And then he's kind of been on a run here the last the last couple of years. So, Doc, this is a guy that uh, this course could not be set up better for. It kind of reminds you of maybe like a Luke Donald or, a, you know, a, even a Kevin Naughton in the sense of that, you know, a guy who's done well here who's not the longest player in the world. Uh, sometimes it's just about the number. It's 100% about the number. If I get the 60th best ranked golfer in the world at 10 to 1 for top 20, I'm doing it every time. So for my second pick to place, Richard Bland, uh, top 20. I love it, Richard Bland. Blandy, as Tiger calls Blandy. him. Yes. Um, okay, my last pick to place here for Colonial is going to be Harold Varner, uh, top 20 plus 160 on DraftKings. Uh, now Varner is a guy, you know, he's really turned on the jets since his sixth place finish at the players. Uh, since then the ball striking has been superb. You know, the only question really, uh, is putting for Varner. For example, he goes to, uh, the PGA last week and does everything well, except he lost five shots in the green. So the only knock for Varner has been the putting, but he comes to, uh, colonial, uh, where he had a top 22 years ago and, and his best putting surface uh, is bent grass, which we are seeing uh, this week. So my last pick to place is going to be Harold Varner top 20 um, at plus 160 on DraftKings. Love that. Love that. And he's, he's been bet up a lot uh, this week. A lot of, a lot of guys are on Varner, which concerns me a little bit, but yeah, it uh, concerns me too. It concerns me too. The way he's playing, uh, that's another guy who's looking for his, you know, even breakthrough win as well at some point. I know he, he won the Saudi, but uh, in terms of PGA Tour, um, definitely a guy that should be getting over the hump pretty soon. Speaking of guys getting over the hump, let's get into our picks to win. Um, Sam Burns, 30 to 1. He's already gotten over the hump three times on the PGA Tour, three-time winner. Uh, Doc, you won it in Valspar, which we liked as a little bit of a course comp. Already two wins on the season. He certainly has the game to add another one before the year ends. He doesn't really seem like one of those guys that, uh, you know, he seems like a guy that's capable of potentially winning three times on tour or four times in a year. He's got the game to do it. He's picking up strokes in four of his last five uh, off the tee uh, with his approach shot and with the putter. So statistically, there's not, you know, not much to knock here. Uh, I would be shocked if he didn't contend this week. And uh, yeah, so that's Sam Burns at 30 to one. Do some shopping on that. Don't take it any shorter than that. For our for my next pick to win, Daniel Berger, 41 to one on DraftKings. He's finished 21st or better six times in his last nine starts. Similar to a DJ, Daniel is one of those guys that picks up a win every year um, at some point in the season. Uh, Doc, his last two starts here are a win and a 15th place finish. And yeah, Daniel Berger hasn't won this year, but to keep that kind of streak going, you assume he's going to win uh, at some point. Um, if this becomes a second shot contest, like we think it will be, uh, I think Daniel Berger, I don't think he is the best iron player in the field in his last 50 rounds. He's better than JT in his last 50 rounds. Um, not often do we get Daniel Berger in the 40s. So I think yeah. we have to strike. So I think we have to strike when the iron's hot. This kind of reminds me of a female or something where, you know, 
let's say he wins and then he goes down to that 22 to one, 25 to one. I think we've waited long enough on a guy like Berger. I think those kind of injuries, which are, you know, I think a little bit overblown, a guy withdraws, you know, two months ago from a tournament and instead of, you know, potentially getting it out and finishing 27th, it's just a non-start, you know, kind of thing. But just from the fact that Daniel Berger at 41 to one on a golf course, that should suit him that he has a course history at, on I think is a is a must play so yeah DB straight vibing healthy ready to roll he still scares me about putting him in a DraftKings lineup because the guy's been withdraw city uh earlier on in the year but yeah I think he gets it I think he gets it done this week and at 41 to 1 that would be uh that'd be nice for the account (laughs) yeah he he uh he was part of my other than the JT 16 to 1 ticket he was uh, part of a couple of my losing tickets, but I, I agree with you in the sense that you have to, you have to pick Berger at these places that he's played well at, uh, whether it's, you know, St. Jude uh, here at Colonial where he won in 2020. I think uh, you have to trust that, you know, he can, he can bring that same magic uh, this year. My winners uh, for this week, all guys that I've already discussed uh, through the pod, the first one's going to be, uh, Tony Finau, 40 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Davis Riley is 50 to 1 on DraftKings. I got it at 48 to 1 on FanDuel, but I leave, I believe it's still uh, 50, 50 to 1 on DraftKings. And then um, Harold Warner the third at 65 to 1 on FanDuel. Uh, and a guy that we haven't talked about today, um, a hometown guy, but not why I'm picking him. It's going to be Tom Hoagie. Uh, at 70 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Great uh, ball striking numbers um, is, is, you know, through the bag with the irons is one of the best on tour. So uh, I have to take some of Hoagie this week at 71 um, on DraftKings Sportsbook. So just running through those again, Finau at 40 to one, Davis Riley at 50 to one, Harold Varner the third at 65 to one and Tom Hoagie 70 to one are my winners this week. Yeah. And doc, uh, like we talked about, Tony's a similar guy. Once he gets to the 40s, he's pretty much must bet. Uh, yeah. so same thing for Berger this week. Moving into our dark horse, my dark horse slash the gen bet is Luke Donald top 20. I'm running it back 14 to 1. I'm still holding out hope for the Luke Donald comeback tour. We've had a lot of miscuts this year, but I love the starts at Wells Fargo with a 20th place, 25th place finish there. Val Spar, 16th place finish. Sony Open finished 27th. Um, it's a long shot. It's a dark horse. But, you know, this is the last event for a while that is a perfect setup for Luke Donald in the sense that uh, he's not going to be losing, you know, four or five plus strokes off the tee because of the, the way the golf course sets up. Um, he's gained strokes putting in five of his last six. Hopefully he can keep it going this week. Uh, Doc, this is the fifth best iron player in the field, you know, if he gets the irons going and he keeps that run of putting going, uh, you know, whether it's a Richard Bland or a Luke Donald, uh, when the guys, when guys are mispriced like this, you have to take advantage. So yeah, for my dark horse, I'm taking Luke Donald top 20 at 14 to one. Okay. Uh, my, my dark horse is going to be Will Zalatoris top five at plus four sixty um, on FanDuel. Uh, second place finisher in last week's PGA championship and Willie Z Tita green uh, really right there with Davis Riley. Um, it, as you know, as far as 
you know, elite numbers from T to green um, are concerned over the last three events. I think Willie Z keeps the momentum rolling uh, into Colonial as he is still in search for uh, his first career PGA Tour win. Still super young. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy there, but has been in contention a lot. So I uh, got to think he's going to keep knocking on the door. So my dark horse is going to be Will Zalatoris top five at plus 460 on FanDuel. And getting into those DraftKings lineups, Doc, all fired off. I am going super top heavy this week. I am taking Colin Morikawa, Sam Burns, Will Zalatoris, Kevin Streelman, Richard Bland, and caboosing it with Luke Donald. We're all or nothing this week. <laughs> all or nothing on Luke. Uh, my lineup for this week is going to be Tony Finau, uh, Webb Simpson, Harold Varner III, uh, Tom Hoagie, Justin Rose, former winner Justin Rose, and Davis Riley uh, riding out the caboose. So, um, you know, I think for, as for Justin Rose, uh, the he's number, played well here in the past. Yeah, he's played well Obviously here in the winner. past. He won here. <laughs> yeah, he, he's hitting it. His numbers off the tee are, are, are fantastic. I you know I worry about him around the greens, but as you know, the, these places kind of like a burger. Uh, these places that that uh, Rosie uh, has had a lot of success. He usually comes back and plays well. So giving him a, a spot in my lineup this week. Uh, led. What are we on to? I have a I have one degenerate bet, and then we have scoring predictions. Yeah, throw that degen bet in there. Yeah, so my degenerate bet uh, for this week can be Paul Barjon, top 20, 14 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're back on the Barjon bus at Colonial this week. Uh, and here's the deal. Over the last three events, uh, Barjon ranks inside the top 20 in driving and approach. She's made his last two cuts um, after struggling heavily with the back end of the California swing and all the Florida swing. Uh, but the good news is, you know, since his ball striking numbers have improved, you know, he's made his last two cuts, um, has still not putted great uh, over his last six to seven starts. But if he does get it rolling, um, you know, on the bent grass surfaces of Colonial, uh, you know, he should have a good week. It's the only surface he's above average on. So uh, Paul Barjon, top 20 at 14 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook is my gin bet of the week. Love that. And, Doc, I was just thinking, I didn't want to cut you off, but with Justin Rose, uh, you talked about in your lineup, he might be a guy to maybe look at, at for the U.S. Open. Obviously, yeah. former former winner. Um, if you're going to put that bet in for Justin Rose, I'd probably do it now before yeah. he has a, you know, potentially has a decent week at Colonial, and that number uh, potentially gets a lot shorter. But thir- uh, thir- 13th at the PGA last week. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got to look. I assume he's somewhere in the – 70s 80s potentially to one uh maybe even 100 to one uh in some spots for the u.s open so yeah if he finishes t8 this week at colonial that number is gonna yeah. you know get a hell of a lot shorter so make sure you're on that before um doc let's get into it best bets my best bet this week is will zalatoris over victor hovland plus 100 Willie Z, a.k.a. Happy Gilmore's caddy, is one of the hottest golfers on the planet right now. He's coming off a playoff loss at the PGA, and it's a matter of time before he breaks through and wins. Um, I'd love to take him to win. I'd love to take him to top 10. I just don't think there is a ton of value there, just given the fact that he's been playing so well as of late. Um, This matchup just absolutely screams value in the sense that 
Uh, you know, Zal's finished sixth at the Masters, second at the PGA, and has the same course designer as this week, like we talked about with Perry Maxwell. Should be pretty comfortable, uh, you know, just with how the golf course plays. Um, he made the cut here last year, so it's even though he's uh, hasn't been on tour long, I think it's it's nice that he's not coming in here um, for the first time. Uh, he finished like 55th last week. We talked, or sorry, last year we talked about uh, losing five and a half strokes with approach. Um, and, and still, you know, he made the cut, right? So the way he normally hits, uh, strikes it from T to green, if he can get, uh, I think he, he's going to do well this week, uh, you know, given the fact that, um, you know, this guy, he normally brings his, uh, his driver and iron. So the fact that he was still able to make the cut last, last week, or sorry, last year, uh, with the, with the off week with the irons is, is great to see. So I'm getting him at plus 100 against a guy who hasn't had a top 10 since the asterisk players. Um, I'm taking that every single time. You know, I see these guys on a similar similar level, but one is just playing much better recently, and I'm getting them at plus 100. I'm betting that every day of the week. It's kind of nice knowing in a matchup that if Hoblin misses a couple of greens, this matchup is going to be over pretty, pretty quick with the chipping woes he's been experiencing. Yeah, so for my best bet, I'm taking Will Zalatoris over Victor Hovland plus 100. The way Will Zalatoris is playing, I really don't think he should be a dog to anyone. Trust Willie Z at Colonial. I'm on board with that. Uh, my my best bet for this week is going to be Davis Riley top 10 plus 400 on DraftKings Sportsbook, and uh, you know he, he's finished in the top 10 in 50 percent of his last six starts. Second at the Valspar, fifth in Mexico. Ninth to Byron had a great week at the PGA last week. Uh, I, I think there's uh, tremendous value on Riley this week. So uh, my my best bet's going to be Davis Riley top ten um, at plus four hundred. Uh, Led won the scoring prediction last week. Uh, I was I was uh, a little too far over the mark. Nice work there, Led. Um, I'm going to go with seventeen under this week. I, you know, I, I'm hoping. Uh, I was originally hoping for rain today that softened up the golf course. Uh, that might not happen. Looks like the rain's going to hold off and forward today. So, of course, my bake out, lad. Yeah, definitely could potentially. Yeah, the winning score has fallen between 10 and 15 under every time, but once over the past seven years. So I'm going to keep that trend going. My winning score uh, prediction is going to be 12 under par. So I'm hoping it plays a little tougher. Maybe the greenskeepers got inspired from last week's PGA and uh, and keep it rolling there. Well, all right, lad. Nice work today and uh, best of luck, everyone, with their picks. Uh, any questions or to keep up with us as far as live bets are concerned, as, as far as golf news is concerned, you can follow me at uh, drmedia59. You can follow lead at James Ledbetter. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. See you.